right. Welcome, badasses. Uh, welcome my next guest, Josh. Josh, how are you doing today, bud? I'm awesome, man. It's a great day. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you for coming on the show, especially for the Father's Day special. Uh, let's just jump right into this. Uh, your father. Uh, how many kids you got? I've got three kids, uh, two daughters, 17 and 14. One of them actually has a birthday today. And then I've got a little boy who's eight years old. Yeah, it's an oh, adventure. I bet, I bet. <laughs> Especially, you know, having a teenager to, uh, you know, an eight-year-old, eight, nine-year-old. Yeah. How are they different? Right. Yeah. Two. Well, I mean, having two teen girls, uh, you know, that's no joke. One is, is going to be a senior uh, this next year. And so we're getting ready to do all of that stuff. You know, she's kind of ready to, to move out and we're, we feel pretty confident that she's, she's ready for that, but it's still one of those like, Oh, are we ready for that kind of thing? So, um, and then, you know, just having, having two teenagers and then a, an eight year old who's still, who's still kind of learning his way, uh, man, they're night and day different. Every, every one of my kids is is different. It, it's, it's pretty awesome seeing how, how each of them are growing uh, separately. So, well, you have to raise them a little bit different, right? Individually, because they have to fit them to their personalities. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing watching these just little ones grow up. I have four kids. And okay. Eight, yeah. 18, 16, 12, and nine. You know, so I feel wow. you. Uh, my two uh, oldest and youngest is a boy. And then the girls are in the middle. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't think I started getting gray hair until my daughter turned 13. <laughs> my oldest started turned yeah. 13. Yeah, that's when I definitely started. That's when I definitely started uh, coming out more. They make fun of my beard because it's got a lot of gray in it. And, you know, I just kind of roll with it now. And now they're pointing out like the hair loss that's happening too. Uh, so they're always giving me a hard time, but I'm like, you're, you're the one that's making this happen. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to make fun of this South of the border, but North of it, right. we're not talking about it. Okay. Leave yeah. that alone. <laughs> I am pretty protective of my beard and they make fun of like all the, all the products I use to make sure, you know, they're like, you have more, more cosmetics than I do. And I'm like, that is not true. I know how much you spend on your stuff. And I, <laughs> nowhere near the same of course you do because you buy it that's right yeah yeah right. oh, well shoot let's just jump in i mean a beard man come on yeah. let's talk a little bit about your beard so what kind of products do you use so i the website that i like to go to is called live bearded i know there's a lot of uh, a lot of different you know options out there but they've got this package that has like the shampoo and the conditioner oil and um like the the i don't know what they call it beard butter um, but man, that they've got this variety pack where you can test the different scents. And so that's kind of how I got started with them was, was trying each one, you know, just to kind of, the scents are important because I, I, I get headaches sometimes from, from bad scents, but man, I loved, I loved what they, what they, uh, add and they're always coming out with new scents too, to, to, to try. They, they actually had a coffee scent that they came out with not too long ago, but it was on back order. So I haven't gotten to try that one yet, but. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I have to I have to check them out. Yeah, live bearded. You know, live bearded. Yeah, I use right now. I'm using a Mad Viking. Okay, beard company. Uh, pretty awesome products. Love it. Uh, I also use Admiral Pennant. Uh, it's also a veteran-owned company, man. So pretty yeah. awesome. Sweet. Uh, it makes some really good. Uh, 1776 is uh, my favorite blend with uh, Admiral Pennant. 
Awesome. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm always, I mean, I, I like changing it up every now and then, give, give something new a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some different smells, you know. So, mm-hmm. fatherhood, man. What what does fatherhood yeah. kind of mean to you, and how you know over the years, how's it kind of developed you? Man, I, I feel like that has changed for me a lot. I, I feel like when I first became a dad, it was all about my kids, right? Being a good father means, you know, raising them upright, you know, making sure that they they know what they need to know and, you know, are kind of following that path. Um, I feel like, you know, as I've grown as a father, I've really seen fatherhood meaning more about kind of learning about myself, uh, you know, obviously still impressing upon my kids, you know, things that I think that they need to to grow into, but really that the emphasis for me has shifted on how, you know, how raising them changes me. I really like it. I really feel like it's um, one of those experiences in life that that's, that's more shaping than probably anything that I've, that I've experienced. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's one of those experiences that you kind of look back on and you say, mm-hmm. wow, this kind of really just changed the trajectory of me being a father. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that when, when my kids started getting a little bit older and could engage in, you know, like really serious conversations, um, you know, not just kind of the silly things about, you know, what they, what they like to play with and stuff like that, but when they really start thinking things through, but, but more specifically when they start to experience like pain and just, helping coach them through that pain that they have and really not being able to change it, but just like, yeah, this sucks. Um, you're dealing with something and it's really hard. And, you know, as much as I'd like to control your world and keep you from, you know, experiencing that pain, I, I, I can't, it, it, it was kind of that first man. There's so much about this parenting thing that's out of my control and it was kind of a wake-up call for me because I had to come to grips with my own need to control things that I couldn't, right? So when that started happening, it was it was I think when the real formation started for me as a as a, a father. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, this this whole pathway of of fatherhood is difficult, you know, because you want to be that protector. You want to put this inside this bubble and have them feel no pain, have them go through no struggles, you know, but then on the outside of it, kind of some of the pain that we go through and the, and the struggles that we go through, it's kind of what builds us and kind of what shapes their character, you know, and builds their confidence, you know? So when they are able to leave that nest, they kind of got that confidence, right? You know, that's kind of the tough right. part. I mean, you know, what you're saying. So what's, uh, what was one of the, like, what's the best part about being a fatherhood? Um, I think just those moments of pride, you know, when, when you really look at where they're at and who they are as a person, you know, we, you know, we've done a lot of shifting in our, our, uh, my wife and I and our parenting approach over the years, but you know, in some ways when they start kind of bucking against, you know, what you're trying to lay down and you're like, okay, I like that you're, you know, an independent thinker and, 
you, you know, you're developing your own sense of self. <laughs> I just wish it was a little more obedient. <laughs> um, there's actually a lot of pride in that because you kind of know, all right, they're going to be okay. They're not going to just, you know, cater to the crowd and, and kind of, you know, fall in with, with what's expected of them, but they're actually going to be independent, you know, self-sufficient, you know, there's a lot of pride in that for me when I see them coming into their own. That's uh, one of the things, my oldest daughter, I try to instill to her like some, some toughness, some, some, a little bit of grit, a little bit of like, Hey, this is my life. I'm going to do it. I didn't know that was going to kick me in, in the ass. <laughs> really, really didn't know. Like I, I was like, I'm building this tough, independent woman. Yeah, look at me, you know, because it was a, right. just a single dad for a while, and so I was like, yes, I'm building this tough, independent wife, you know. And then I was like, hey, hey uh, uh, what, what are you doing? No, you're, you're too independent. Like, hey, just listen to me. And she's like, no, I'm yeah. fighting you on this. I was like, that's not why how I raised you. She's like, yeah, that's exactly how I raised. You. I was like, okay, that might be true. That might be true, but. You got to listen to me. She's like, no, I'm fighting you on this one. I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm like, all right, you know what? I've created this. Uh, good luck guys. Cause now she's a monster, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I kind of got to be yeah. careful what you, what you ask for. Uh, but it, it pays off, right. you know, seeing them, you know, come into their own like that, um, you know, it, it serves them really well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's this, you know, it's like the personalities, you know, like I've got, you know, she's kind of outwardly going, she's willing to just go do, try new things. And then my youngest daughter is just, uh, just a, a ball of learning. Like she taught herself how to skateboard. She taught herself how to BMX. But when I taught her how to ride a bike and I was like, okay, this is going to probably take a minute. Mm-hmm. Ran next to her, held the seat let go of the seat, gone. She was gone. Started turning around. I was like, well, well, I'm going to go uh, make sure I have my uh, medical card in my wallet because this is going to be a good right. one. And uh, yeah, so she right. taught herself how to skateboard. You know, that's one, awesome. of the, one of the proudest things of my fatherhood and was teaching them life lessons. And my daughter wanted mm-hmm. to do uh, or wanted a new skateboard. And I was like, yeah, I'll go buy a new skateboard. Can you just tell me what's wrong with the four skateboards you have in the garage? She's like, oh, it's not custom. I was like, cool. I was like, well, what are you going to do to earn the money to buy it? She's like, what? She's like, I'll do mm-hmm. chores. I was like, no, what? no, 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 no. Those, that's just part of living in this house. And she's like, all right. So she went and like right. dogs and made like five or 10 bucks. She's like, I'm just going to take me forever. Yeah. Cause a custom skateboard costs like 250 bucks. I think. Um, so she made a lemonade. So she was like, dad, we'll do a lemonade stand. I was like, sure. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good life lesson. Right, man. She made $300. At a lemonade stand. Wow. That's incredible. I was like, good haul. I don't know exactly what I taught her yet. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, but she worked her butt off. And then I was like, Hey, I'm the bank. I gave you the loan for the stuff. Now you have to pay me back because I was not expecting. I was expecting to make 50, 60 bucks, you know? Uh, 
So do you have any, you have a lesson like that, that just right. looks at just kind of exceed you're just kind of like, wow, I am so proud at this moment. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, with, with teen daughters, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not huge on drama. Like when, when the drama starts with the friends, I'm kind of like, ah, I mean, I, I zone out just a little bit. And, um, you know, that, I think that makes it hard on them because they feel like I'm not really like involved or invested in, you know, in what's going on. But I think that when, when they started, you know, experiencing some of this when they were younger in their little friend groups, you know, just trying to coach them through like, okay, what, what do you want for things to be like? You know, do you want to be able to engage in that? Cause they'd come home and they'd be frustrated because so-and-so friend would say something and the other friend got upset and they feel kind of caught in the middle. And so I think just, you know, those life lessons of, you know, you don't have to engage, you can, you can step out of that drama and then just kind of let the other people kind of self-destruct <laughs> um, and, and not get caught up in that. And, and I've, I've kind of seen that play out, you know, by them setting healthy boundaries for themselves, right? They, they can still invest in their friendships, but at the same time, not become so invested that, that they can't be okay unless their friends are okay. Um, I don't know. It's been neat watching that, that unfold, especially as they get a little bit older and the, the drama becomes a little more complex and, you know, they're able to just kind of keep their distance. It's, it's pretty neat. So have that, have you seen like the kind of the shift since you've been teaching her to do that, the independentness or no, or this, the lack of not caring about the drama as much Is she kind of removed or she's still kind of the into the drama just doesn't come to you as much. No, I, I think that both of my daughters are, are pretty kind of drama repellent. Right. Um, but, but it's, but what's cool is that I mean, just last night, <clears throat> you know, one of my daughters, uh, my, my younger daughter, who's, uh, she turns 14 today, actually. Um, one of her friends from school called her and I, she had her on speakerphone, which I was shocked, um, cause I was sitting in the living room with her. Um, and so she answered on speakerphone and her friend was, you know, her voice was kind of wavering a little bit. She was like, joy, can I talk to you? And she was like, yeah, and her eyes got real big. And then she took it off speaker and, and ran upstairs. And so, so, you know, I'm proud of them because they're not getting involved in the drama, but their friends see them as like a strong support. And I think that, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I know every parent's super proud of their own kids, but I feel like there's a maturity that they've kind of developed, you know, as a result of not getting sucked into the drama that, that their peers see them as, you know, people who, you know, they can lean on, they have some wisdom, um, you know, they've, they've got, even just if they're not giving advice, just, you know, someone that they can go to. And I don't, I don't know that that happens when you get caught up in the drama and it's all the negativity and everything like that. Yeah. I think so. the negativity can really impact, you know, how they start really interacting with people. Right. Especially now, because yeah. this is like the pivotal point in their life of like, when they really mm -hmm. start being a social and kind of find their place in like a social ecosystem, you know, sure. and you know, yeah. that sounds like a fantastic job. That's great advice actually for fathers out there. You know, it's hard to yeah. actually stay tuned in because I don't like drama either. 
And I'm just kind of like, they talk yeah. about it and I'm like, Oh God, you know, here we go. Britney Spears moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be in right. this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and somehow my, my oldest, you know, she's 17. Uh, well, just, she's almost 17. Um, like she has had zero desire to have any social media. Like she didn't want Instagram. She didn't want Facebook. She's not on Snapchat, TikTok, none of that. And she even rolls her eyes at me sometimes. Cause I'm probably on Facebook too much, but um, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of like, don't you want to, you know, just check it out. And she's like, no, it's just too much. Like I've just seen what it does to my friends and how they get sucked into getting likes and, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. I, I think it's great that she's kind of set that up for herself. Cause, um, you know, it does cost, I mean, it just adds to the drama. I, that is, I, I don't know what secret sauce you have <laughs> <laughs> to, to take that away, uh, from people and not, not even take it away, but like, how do, how do you kind of mold these kids of saying like, you know, your life isn't online. Your life is here yeah. in present moment. Like, you know, like what's that secret yeah. sauce? Cause that is so fantastic to hear. Mm. And that reinstills like some like hope in this younger age. Yeah. Like. Wow. Well, I, I've, I've never actually thought about what it was that created that. I mean, I, I think that, um, my wife is, is not on social media a whole lot. I think like she does like two or three posts a year on her Facebook account. Um, you know, being a business owner, I feel like I kind of have to, but, um, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe some of my bad habits is, is, you know, what shaped my daughter. Um, you know, there, there have been times when, you know, both of them have said, dad, dad, I'm right here. Like, and I'm kind of nose to the phone. So that's something that I've tried to, to shift on, but you know, my bad habits may have shaped them, you know, for the good. Um, and I, I try really hard now to, to kind of shift on that. Like if they walk into the room and I'm on my phone, I'll set it down and engage with them and, you know, try and try and have some better habits with that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that um, my older one, she's just kind of wise beyond her years and yeah, you know, a lot of that I'm sure is because of my wife. Sure. So, so it sounds like she's kind of learning by both, learning by your wife, learning by you. Like, hey, my mom didn't have this. My dad does. You know, one, one's yeah. not glued and one's glued. You know, sure. and then what you touched on though is the social ecosystem she's in too, and she saw the drama mm -hmm. that it causes too. You know, uh, I, I definitely sure. think uh, this day and age, these kids growing up are in a different world than we are. We were, you know what I mean? Like we had Definitely. a pager, I had a pager, man. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was how my dad got a hold of me, you know, uh, until I went to the service right. and then that's when I had my first cell phone, but pager, you know, so you didn't have yeah. at the fee and you had to go a, a pay phone, you know, and have a couple quarters. Like mm -hmm. these kids don't yeah. even know what a pay phone was. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Exactly. You know, um, but it's amazing just, just to hear that you have one kid who's not on social media. Now is the other daughter like. Yeah. Uh, she wants to be, um, we've, we've kind of been hesitant about that. I suppose if she pushed it, you know, we would, 
try to figure out how to make that happen. We, we, we're not like super sheltering, you know, we're not, we're not that family. Um, but we want to do things well. And so, you know, if she's, if she said, Hey, can I get Instagram? We'd probably say, okay, talk to me about why you want to do that. You know, how are you going to, how are you going to regulate that? Um, she, you know, you know, they always find ways if, if it's important to them. Right. And so she got on, she got on Pinterest and I didn't even know that there was a social component to Pinterest, but a bunch of her friends were on it and they would share memes and things like that, you know, through Pinterest. But, um, you know, I didn't feel like she was doing anything behind my back. Um, we try to keep those communication channels pretty open. Um, you know, try to enforce, you know, there's nothing off limits here that you can't come to us about. So, you know, she's, she's expressed some interest, but um, we've kind of said, eh, let's wait. And she hasn't really brought it up again. She may, you know, once some of her friends start doing it, a lot of her friends are um, a little bit more sheltered than she is. And so like some of them don't have phones yet, even. That's um, great. You know, she's 14. So, um, you know, that social pressure is not there quite yet for her. I don't think. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing to actually hear because man, I'll tell you, I, I think these phones are just part of the devil, man, really. Yeah. And they've caused them yeah. a lot of it's kind of a double-edged yeah. sword. And that's, I, I mean, I'm going through it with my 12 year old, you know, she's like, Oh, my friend's got mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, that's great. I don't, care <laughs> like i care about you <laughs> i don't care about your friend i care about right. you i care about what you're seeing and she's like well everybody else is doing it and i was like well yeah. we're not everybody else i go you know they might right. be living in the new right. age and we're living in the stone age like but i don't care mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i'm like you're not getting it and right. so i mean because these things are just they're dangerous they're very damning like snapchat can and be, yeah. tiktok and instagram like so much information right. is on there and they can hide it from you. Yeah. I've experienced that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. And you, you kind of just have to know your kids and you know, what their, what their limits are and you know, what they're, what they're going to be prone to. Um, you know, when, when, you know, obviously with a 17 year old mm-hmm. and a 14 year old, their phone use is very different. Um, but when we got them phones, I mean, I locked those things down. Like they, they couldn't do anything without me knowing on it. Uh, as far as I know, I like obviously they, they could probably figure some things out, but you know, I was using those parental restrictions as, as much as I could. And, you know, I, I think that the reality is they're going to explore and experiment with things. And when they are feeling, um, you know, frightened or, you know, if something catches them off guard or they see something that they, uh, they're confused about, you know, I, I want them coming to me. Right. And, and they may not, but if they're not coming to me, I want them coming to somebody that, that I trust. And so, you know, having pseudo parents in their life that, um, you know, are going to kind of speak the same, you know, words of wisdom into them as we would has been really important as well. So, you know, if they're having a bad day and they don't want to talk to dad, okay, that's fine. You don't have to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to talk to? Right. Who, who are you going to go to? So. That's awesome. You have those open yeah. line of communications with the kids. You know, I think that's very healthy and very important. You know, what, uh, well, it's not always, 
Not always like that, oh, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes on my own worst enemy when it comes to keeping the communication lines open. Definitely made some mistakes sure, there. Sure. Sure. I think we all do. You know, I think that's how we kind of learn is by some of the mistakes and then and pivot. Yeah. You know. Uh, right. that's important, you know, as as we're navigating this fatherhood is pivoting, you know, because it's a I don't know how many times you've got to pivot, but you almost have to pivot yearly to each kid because they're just hitting this different stage. It's sure. a different development. And, you know, they're voicing their opinions. They're talking yeah. more. They're in, experimenting in different social environments. So it's it's a constant game of pivot. Right. And just when you think you've got it figured out, they, you know, throw a wrench in everything and you're like, oh, well, that's new. Okay. <laughs> How are we going to deal with that one? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had those head scratching moments going, I no. don't even know. Uh, We're going to have to talk about this, but <laughs> yeah, just give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Give me a minute. You know, I, one of the biggest, I think mistakes I've made is uh, I'm a fixer. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I naturally like you come to me with a problem and I'm like, here's a solution or here's a couple of solutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's hurt me, too, because, you know, several times they're like, Dad, just shut up. I want you to listen. Yeah. And I'm like, Oof. now you're testing the game of patience mm -hmm. because, you know, and I'm over there like, OK, now I'm like, man, they're telling me this. I'm like, I got the answers. I got the answers. But I'm like, just mm -hmm. shut up. Just shut up. That voice in my head is talking. I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do not blurt anything out right now. And right. that's one of the biggest things that have taught me is, is one patience. Um, because they're going to need that time, probably more time for you just to listen than to actually give advice. Right. Um, but. Right. What are you looking forward to in fatherhood, man? Um, so, like I said, um, my oldest is about to be a senior. You know, we're kind of venturing into new territory. Um, having having a, a daughter that's kind of launching out on her own. Um, it's kind of a new adventure. Um, right now, you know, everything that we're doing, we're thinking, okay, this is something that she might need to know. So all those adulting kind of things, right. We're not, we're not raising a, a, a kid anymore. We're raising an adult. <clears throat> and so what that looks like is it's kind of fun because she gets to stretch, right. She gets to grow and we get to see it. Um, we had a, a battery problem in her car and, you know, it was like, okay, you need to know how to change a battery. So let's, Pop the hood open. Here's how you do it. And uh, we were we were driving to to get the battery replaced, and and her car like stalled out right at a stop sign. Like she could not move. And I had I had driven on, so I turned around, and she was already out of the car. And she's like, wow, a little little bit of a panic. Uh, this was just earlier this week, and so I was like, okay, you know, here's what we do. Right? She's freaking out because the cars are stopping, and she's paranoid. What are people thinking about me? And I'm like you just got to, you got to roll with it. Right. Even though you're supposed to be moving when you're in the road, we're not moving and we're going to figure out what to do when we're not moving. And so just kind of coaching her through those adulting kind of things. Um, that's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to her leaving the house in, in some ways that's going to change the dynamic within our home, especially with the younger two. 
Um, but I, in some ways I am looking forward to seeing how that changes the relationship with, with, you know, my, my middle daughter and my son, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, sometimes that gets a little bit strained and they can kind of, you know, fight with one another. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful maybe that, that as a, as a, as a unit of two instead of three, that that uh, improves a little bit. And yeah, it kind of reverses it. And now they become closer to build a different yeah. kind of bond. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe. Your, yeah, yeah. Or it, you know, could go the other way, you know, yeah, is sure. your 14 year old, 17 year old close? I would say that, um, yeah, most of the time they're close every now and then they can definitely, uh, go at it. But, um, you know, I think that they rely on each other a lot. Um, they're, they're very, very different. My oldest is, is very kind of type a, um, very analytical. Um, she, she thinks things through my, my middle is a little bit more of a free spirit. Um, she kind of, you know, goes to the beat of her own drum and, um, we kind of like that, that they're different like that. And, but sometimes those differences can create some clashing as well. So yeah, that's fun. It, it, it's exciting. Like I don't, I don't uh, dread any aspect of their personalities, you know, when it sure. comes to, uh, how it shows up, it's all, it's all kind of their package deals. And well, Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's just watching the bean grow and watching them, you know, mature into these nice big trees, you know, and just wherever they go and however they go, you know, is, is your oldest going to college? Yeah, I think she's, uh, again, this was a decision that she, um, you know, it, it changes often, but um, she's wanting to be a librarian. And so she's kind of sought out some different schools to to do that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's let's have some conversations with librarians and see what the future of libraries looks like, you know, because it's going to look different than it did when we were growing up. Um, so, yeah, you actually went to libraries. Now it's Amazon. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got the library on your phone. So, yeah. Um, what does that look like to, to enter that field at a time when everything's going digital? And and so we're just kind of like, yeah, how can we support you in this? Um, you know, now I think you have to have a master's degree in order to do that. So she's, she's looking at what those options are for her. A master's degree to be a librarian. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a master's in library science or something like that. I, just to be honest with you, man, I didn't even know there was a degree in being a librarian. I, yeah. you know, yeah, I, that's, that's news, man. Interesting. I've learned something new today. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, that's, that's her plan, you know, and, and like I said, it changes often. So it, it's possible that, you know, things could shift. She's got some ideas, you know, some kind of yeah. small business ideas, kind of like a, kind of like a curated, you know, home book library system thing that she's thinking through. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a neat idea. Let's, let's research how to, how to do something like that. So. Yeah. Instantly when she said that. That was this, or when you said that, I was like, a business idea came up, and I was like, you know, that that there might be uh, a something in there for that. Um, sure. Just uh, maybe not the tra- traditional sense of librarian, uh, right? And right. something that she could even just go and travel to different, you know, countries as a librarian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, 
and that's something that she's she's wanting to to do more of um she's planning on going to italy uh on a senior trip and that'll be kind of her first international travel uh, this next year uh, but she's very intrigued by culture and um you know we just we try to support that you know however we can um so yeah we'll see what happens it's it's an adventure awesome man josh thank you uh i want to wish you a happy father's day man uh Me you know too. so it sounds like this might be you know not the last father's day you'll have with your oldest daughter but maybe one of the last ones you're going to have while she's in the house you know so, so. make yeah. a special man uh hopefully they make a special for you uh again thank you for coming on the show mm -hmm. bud appreciate it, dustin thanks so much If you have a heroic story and you'd like to share it, get in contact with us. Our information's in the bio. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe, like, and share. And then I'll see you on the next episode, badasses.